Thank you so much for joining us today for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given in our Sunday services. Today, me and PLD have a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us, and let's go. Super simple idea. Super simple. Super, si- super simple idea that we're going to tease out in a couple different ways. Oh. This last week was that simple. I mean, it was... This week was very simple. Super simple, but yeah. it was great for people because yeah. we looked at it from a... That's probably what I'm trying to do more is I'm trying to set everything up like a tripod. <laughs> tell me tell me what you mean by that. Um, we're going to take one one concept and we're going to try to hit it from all the angers, angles. Angles. Yeah. So this week, the one, or, uh, I did, I mean, so here's your example. Welcome guys. Thanks for joining us. Let's keep going. (laughs) You ready to get going? Are we on? We've been on. Yo, 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 yo. No, I wanted to keep that going. That was great. Uh, and then we'll joke around. This is an inside thing. What? No, this is great. No, no. If, even if you look at, um, it was a, everything's like a three part or I've been trying to do a lot of three part tripod feels of of like every angle. So like, um, you remember a couple weeks when I did the drama one, when we yeah. did the, it was a one-off after Easter, uh-huh. which was really a setup for this. And then we had Megan fate come through, um, from the women's conference. But that one was like, what's the wise thing to do? I could, we could have just sat there and been like, well, what's the wise thing to do? You should make, should make sure you make some wise decisions. Right. Yeah. But instead it was, what's the wise thing to do based on, Past experiences, current circumstances, future hopes and dreams. So it was a three-part question. Mm-hmm. Same thing with here. What keeps you from asking? You yeah. could have just said, pick one yourself. But I specifically picked three different types of things as a three-parted, like a tripod thing, and teased those out. Okay. I don't know. Maybe wow. that's not helpful for you. Wow. I'm, I'm getting an, in, an inside look at the inner workings of PLD. I feel like we all just got that. Did you? What a gift. Man, I just like really simple concepts. But no, I know you do. They become aha moments. If I mean, if we could just, it's it goes back to that original idea. Just um, not my original idea, but the one we talked about starting this series that we're in right now, which is do do it. Just Don't do just it. Hear. Don't just be a hearer. That should have been the series title. Just do it. No, Nike took that a while ago. For those of you joining us, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Kaepernick. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> why why are we starting like this? Look, I want to give the people something that they've never had I before. I want to give the people. They had they had something that they never had before last week. When we talked about pillows for a cool minute. Oh, we did about yeah. hotel pillows. Yeah. Hotel you know, pillows. Yeah, that's that's actually great. I was in a hotel on Sunday night and I thought we're this We're not going back into the pillow conversation. There were like eight pillows on this one bed. When was the last time you had a pillow fight? <laughs> Legitimate, dude. We had them like weekly in college. Ever, yeah, you guys did some weird stuff in college that we used can't to call be it a, repeated. We on used the to podcast. call it a prayer meeting, and everyone would bring special like masks, and our whole floor would show up in a room, and we would have pillows. But I mean, like these were scary gangster pillows. Yeah, we've heard about these stories. Oh, Let's man. move and on then, from that. And then we'd move to a different floor, and it was like someone would knock on the door, someone would answer, and thirty dudes would come in and just. Beat people down with pillows. Adolescence. It's beautiful. Yeah. But then we would invite them in on the journey. 
You get grab beat up and then you say, hey, let me pick you up off the ground. Yeah. Now you grab a mask get and let's go pillow. beat somebody yeah. up. Yeah. What That's beautiful. You... That'll preach. Uh-huh. <laughs> pick up your pillow and follow me. <laughs> oh, when life beats you down. Now yeah, go beat somebody else up. That's enough pillow talk for this week, buddy. Let's move on. That's beautiful. That was, and that was our <laughs> pillow talk session on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was great. We always start with a little pillow talk. Most people end their day with pillow talk. Huh. But we start ours. Yeah. All right. So are we going to get into this? <laughs> no, we're in it right now. I wanted to give John, the people you did something your first, serious. you did your first wedding this last week. I did. I got to be an officiant. Official? Officiant? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at a wedding, and it was an it was a great treat. I had so much fun. Oh yeah. my goodness, I really did. I would love to do more. If did you're getting married out fun? there, I think they did. I don't know. <laughs> I think they did. We'll see. It was. Uh, I had about two minutes of content that I stretched to a solid five. Nice. Uh, I think I think everybody enjoyed it. I've never met someone that doesn't enjoy a short ceremony. Yeah. If you, I've never met someone who's one. like you know. I really feel like you just didn't. You know, lean in all the way there. <laughs> I paid you for a ceremony, and you only gave me like five minutes. That's a waste of my money. Give you, me a sermon, bro. You got paid? Of course I got paid. Wow. I know. First one. I think everybody thought it was good because I kept having people come up to me and say, this is this was so good. How many weddings have you done? And then I got to say... Were you honest? Yeah. I said, this is my first one. And they were baffled. And then I said, but I am a pastor that teaches. They're like, oh, okay, so it makes sense. You have spoken in public before. Because <laughs> there was like a comfortability. Uh, I loosened up. I got to tell some jokes, pick on them a little bit, because they yeah. were super young. It was great. They shared their own vows, which I'm really glad they did. Yeah. So it wasn't just five minutes of me talking to them. Sure. Um, and they did really well with their vows. It was really beautiful vows, actually. Well, congratulations. You can marry, I'll bury. It's all good. <laughs> I wanted to have them married and standing in their own graves to make the wedding... A little bit more bleak, but the funeral would be so much more romantic. I have no idea what you just did there. But congratulations. Our producer, our producer Matt, sitting here just got it. That's an office quote, man. Yeah. It's a Dwight Schrute reference. That's great. I went to a wedding once where they had two people as officials. One from for the bride and one for the groom. I've seen that too. And, and typically there's like a parent or it's like a family member. That's why. So brutal. It took about 30 to 45 minutes. Well, because they each give their own ceremony. Mm-hmm. They each they tell don't the story. Share it. Yeah, they tell their own story about each one. Yeah. Oh, it's annoying. What's your favorite wedding you've been to, listeners, friends? <laughs> I want to. I, I want to hear this stuff. Actually, I'd love to hear it. We're standing by. Call or in. what was? The, <laughs> <laughs> or what was the worst one? Like, hey, that's great. Get no one ever really gives feedback with wedding. They just give it to each other. They don't ever give it to like. Well, the yeah, person. you can't go tell the bride, hey, that's a lovely dress. Your ceremony sucked. No, yeah, I mean, but like, um, how about this? Tell us what we shouldn't do. Like, gosh, all you guys do this mm, for a wedding that's ceremony. A good, that's a good one. Right. You shouldn't do this. And I'm just going to be the kind person because you've invited me into the conversation to tell you, right? Because that, that's what they do. People are going to be like, oh, that was so great. And it's usually so great, not because you're fantastic at public speaking. It's so great because it was 10 minutes max. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, cool. That was that was killer. Let's yeah. go. Time to party. We want to see them walk down, give their dad a hug. We'll tear up a little bit. We yeah. want to hear them say, I do, put the rings on and kiss. Let's get to see what there. that kissing looks like. Anything you say in between that is just, we're not going to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So what 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 happens that shouldn't happen? Yeah. That Let just us know. no one's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there's something that we should do that just we don't do. And you're like, man, why don't we do that for 
for a day like this, ceremony like this. Not enough people do the sand. <laughs> Sands is safer than the candles. How many people always do the... Gosh, I've seen it so many times where someone does a candle and like the wind blows and it blows up the candle and people are like, oh, it's a bad omen. It's a bad omen. And I'm like, what? No, the candle just blew out. Yeah. Or communion with white wine, which is just a travesty. <laughs> it has to be red. Says who? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you don't think they made a nice white wine? Do you back think then? they had Chardonnays hey, in the valley in Israel? Well, in that area, if you've looked up the, the varietals that are going on beautiful i would love to know the varietals of israel you can figure that out i'm gonna look that up you should i'd like to hear your research <laughs> producer matt matt you figure that out uh, our uh, producer yeah go ahead look that up for what us what varietal of of grape was he most likely using when he talked well, about see, i am the vine jesus the christ branches. was sipping the muscadine grape <laughs> <laughs> it was a rosé <laughs> it was not white or red <laughs> it was a tweener got one of those tweeners all right, so we did uh, week three this Speaking week. Speaking of wine, I, I busted that out of the bag. You brought wine. Man, I, that was maybe the most <laughs> response I've gotten with like, preach, hallelujah, amen. Is he going to finish on. that in the service? Can I have that after? <laughs> Either that or it was like, what, what flavor is that? That was the first time I've ever seen, with the exception of a... <laughs> Never mind, I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> I that don't was, even know what you're going to say, but later you can Well, I was going to say... Uh, no, no, you said Yeah, you're you right, I can't say mind. it. It'll look bad. Uh, but that was the... <laughs> no one was... can see anything, but don't say it. <laughs> but that was great, man. You brought out some wine. Taboo for sure. We all know your problems now. And, uh, <laughs> wow, wow. Well, I'm just trying to follow up that Monday night conversation we started last week. <laughs> he so readily has alcohol at hand. My goodness, he brought it to church. <laughs> This guy. I don't know if I can go to this church. <laughs> it was great. It was we're funny. S- we're so contemporary. These guys. He played Tom Petty on Sunday. And yeah. They, they brought out thank wine. Thank you. Yeah, you did. And not all the services, by the way, if you missed it, you missed it. Yeah. The third service, we played Tom Petty in worship. There was no we. It was you. And then you told people, no, no, no. It's not a we at church now. But the craziest part is... People started singing it with you. I told Jesse just a minute ago when I told him about it, I said, I want to do it all three services. And then finally the third, I said, you know what? I just, I'm going to stop fighting it. I'm going to play it. There was an audible from multiple people, not a cheer, not like a, oh, but this, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what that response was when we went into it. It was like, we needed to hear Tom Petty right now. Yeah. Give, give us the little burby you did. No, I won't. Back down. Yeah, and people are like, no. Woo! <laughs> Come on. You're coming out of Raise a Hallelujah. It's a song about standing in confidence and worshiping God through whatever trials come. It's, you know, Tom Petty sang that first. Why do we say sing a little louder over and over and over again? To encourage ourselves to sing a little louder. I don't get it. Well, when you were maybe like, you're always singing when you were at like, your top volume. Hey, sing a little louder. And everyone's supposed to go, ooh, sing a little louder. And then you're like, come on, really say it. Sing a little louder. Oh, sing a little louder. <laughs> don't, don't, no, that's how it goes. Don't keep getting loud in the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. You well, rascal. Well, that's how the song goes. That is what the song does. I don't understand that part. Can you... Can you um... Are you always at max volume in the room? What? Are you always singing at your loudest volume? I, I mean, I throw down. This song uh, is... Uh, you know, you think about it. The whole point of it is... 
Whatever life's gonna bring you. I'm specifically talking about that part. Was well, that, that song the is the the bridges to minister. The whole song is a minister in your life. That's what worship music does. You don't only sing it on Sunday. Hopefully, you're singing these during your week. Hopefully, you're remembering these lyrics when you're going through life. So, in the middle of the mystery and in things you don't understand, when life is getting rough, and you remember, you know what? No, I'm gonna sing a little louder. No, I, that's still not loud enough. I need to, life gets a little harder. When you sing a little louder, life might push back at you mm-hmm. to where you need to sing louder. And then it might push back a little more. Like, no, I'm at the point where I'm screaming it now. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. We don't, we're not screaming in the room. I don't, yeah. Well, and uh, I, 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 I sat back probably this week with a couple things that we were seeing or did. It was just, it was a good moment for myself. But just to be like, what's it like being a new person walking in here? Mm. Um, and yeah, I think about that a lot, but specifically then like in that moment of, are we explaining or are we just assuming, I mean, walking into like a moment like that, that's like walking. So we were just talking about weddings. That's like walking into somebody else's wedding that you didn't get invited into. You don't know any of the stuff, but it's a bunch of inside kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, you're just there. My brother's the worst Figuring at Figuring it out. He would question literally everything I did when I would lead worship. I think that's great, though. It was great from your brother, but not like a random person. But like, I, I'm thankful that but my brother But that's how you it. walk in. I mean, you got to try to look at that from that position. That's how you're walking in. Yeah. I mean, like, how, how often, where else corporately do people gather and sing? A concert. But right? you know those songs because you paid money to be there. Right. And it's a community, which this is a community too. And most people have learned or know these songs, yeah. right? I think honestly, the yes. So there's Should that. we do more explanation? So I think if the group is engaged and this is just a generic, not just about Northgate. If I'm coming into yeah, a church, that's what I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. If too. I'm coming into a church and we're singing, because it's always the same songs every church for the most part, we all do the same stuff. Um I'm coming in, I don't know any of these songs, but I'm seeing everybody really, really singing, really engaging, lifting their hands. I'm not sitting here questioning the words as much as like, what are they What are they even singing about? This feels weird. I'm thinking, wow, there's something here right now that you believe what you're singing. I don't even know what it means. Another in the fire. What does that mean? But you believe something about what you're singing. So I want to know. Now I'm going to ask questions and figure it out. Whereas if you go into a room where no one's singing in the... And it's it's a not a lively group. Then you start critiquing the words, and you're thinking, "This is weird. No one knows what they're singing. No one knows what this is about. What are we doing here? I don't like this place." Maybe I'm a weirdo, and I constantly am like stopping, being like, "What am I saying?" And I do that about? every once in a while, but I don't think people <clears throat> like even do this that. weekend. You did a, a tag of "Lay your burden down, yeah. lay your burden down upon me, down upon me." So I was thinking, "Who's the me?" Yeah, I kept switching and being like, "Are, are we talking about this? Is you? This yeah. is us?" Like we're gonna take it, yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. But but it goes to <clears throat> to me at least the question of is there need to be more explanation? Now I understand whether you know it or not that there is a uh, a tone, a vibe, a spirit that's in the room that people do not understand, and that's the part that's usually shocking to them. Of mm-hmm. that's where you hear the it just felt good, it was yeah. powerful. It wasn't necessarily that the words that happens later. I think. Yeah. When people, you see different people connect to different words at different times, just like you do or I do. And a lot of that has to do with the seasons of life we're in. But all of a sudden it's like, wow, I've sang this song a bunch. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. those words now are like an anthem. Yeah. Um, 
to whatever's going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, there's also the point of uh, we do a little explaining here, which is this is the first place I've been at that it's like we just do it every week. We try to do a little bit of some sort of explanation, some sort of whether it's about why we raise our hands or why we sing it out, what life is like, why we're all here. We do that every single week. This is the first place I've ever. <laughs> thanks for the sip. Yeah. This is the first place I've ever been that does that and makes that a priority. Um, but there's also the thing of timing. You know, how much are we going to sit here and explain every every small thing we do, um, or do we say it? It doesn't really matter that we explain it at the first thing. If you feel like everyone's involved and you feel like this is okay, I I don't need to explain it to you if you're still figuring out if you want to be here. When you feel like you're welcomed and you want to be here and people around you have real community and you're like, okay, I could belong here, then you're going to start asking your questions. Like, okay, so why do we raise our hands? Why do we? If this is my first time here and I see people doing things, my first thought isn't, why are you doing that? My first thought is, do I want to be a part of a place that does this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do I feel uncomfortable or does that look weird or yeah. is that what I have to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> I think most people at, at the beginning are figuring out, am I going to belong here? Mm-hmm. Not what what are they actually doing right now and what's the reasoning behind it? I think that comes and we we honestly rely a little bit on the people that are involved to do the explanations. You know, as you make friends, they're the ones who say, this is what worship is to me as you meet people. Yeah, no, that's what I was just going to say is how do we maybe encourage other people to invite themselves into those moments without saying like, oh, you should have a class on like church 101. That's what I love about the 830 service is mm. that crew that sits down in the front, the loudest people. And the reason I like it is not because they're loud, not because they're, you know, rambunctious, but because there's community. They're not related to each other. They just come together, sit at 830 and they do church together, that little community right there. And they're encouraging each other to worship. If one person raises their hands, the other person can sit there and say, why are we doing this? You're pow- this is powerful? Okay, I want to pay attention right now because mm-hmm. this is powerful to you. Maybe it should be powerful to me. Yeah. I think if more people came and started sitting together, not just with their immediate families, but with community groups and with other people that they're meeting out in the lobby, getting coffee, like, hey, where are you sitting? Do you want to come sit with me? Um, not that people don't do it, but I don't know. I just know that one example because they're literally right in front of me every Sunday. Yeah, That would be a great way of kind of explaining what we're doing. You're doing a different level of community. It, at least explaining, inviting people to participate and asking, which kind of actually leads yeah. us into this weekend's conversation, Yeah, which is, um, I think, a lot of uh, half the time the issues when it comes to things that are new, like you might start going yeah. to the church for the first time. And you and you and I have both experienced this, and some of you who listen have experienced this, where you're like, uh, I don't know what church is like. I've never been to church. I showed up yeah. here. I was like, I think I need church. And so is there a concert every week? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the same person that talks all the time? Mm-hmm. Do I have to bring something? Um, and you know, That's, there's, that's there's, a cool question I'm getting a lot right now because of San Francisco that I'm not here every week. I'm, there's sometimes I'm not here for two, three, four weeks at a time. So I'm getting people coming up to me for because they've been here only like two weeks. We don't know what's going on. So who are you? Are you from here? Where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. And it's really cool to say, oh, you're new, but you've been here for a few weeks. And this is, I'm John. Welcome. Yeah. But I'm more now than ever getting that, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, and kudos to those people who are asking because that's not normal. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people just kind of come and observe. I mean, we've heard it even our transformational stories of like, 
where people have been here for weeks or months and you really just tried to hide mm-hmm. and just observe and check it out and figure out yeah. what's going on. And then they, they finally decided to, because they were asked and invited into it to take a next step, which meant I've got to say who I am. Like mm-hmm. I'm now coming out of the, the shade, the shadow, yeah. <laughs> their moon uh, side. So to, to quote from you, well, no, week, that's, that meant something different. Yeah. Uh, well, never mind. I didn't pay that close of attention. <laughs> oh, all right. So, how was this weekend? Well, you for did, you? Yeah, you talked about. I community. just talked about your worship and complained about it. So yeah, now, you now let ahead. me complain about. Do you even your... think about what you're saying when you're teaching? <laughs> Occasionally. So it was uh, a big, big, basic talk about community. Like basically, I mean, not that it was a simple talk of community. <laughs> basically, your whole talk was about community. Sure. Um, more specifically when you're going through changes, why community is so important, why good people are so important in your life. So the three things that you kind of hit at were the reason we don't have communities because we're, you know, we're fearful. We're too, we're too afraid to ask. Yeah. Too afraid to or ask. Or we just already know what people are going to say. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I laughed when, when you said that because I thought, wasn't it last week I asked you a question and said, I already know what you're going to say. You did, <laughs> which is maybe why I referenced that That's specifically. Why you did. <laughs> which is why I, I, I said I said the part of, yeah, haven't you ever had that happen to you? And then you're trying to quickly think of like a brilliant response that isn't what, and you know that they do know what you were about to yeah. say. Which is exactly what you did. That's you what I did to you on thought, the podcast yeah, I gotta think of yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, you'll, you'll pick it up. You'll pick it up. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And then you talked about, um, you know, some of us don't even... Um, we don't even have people to ask. Um, uh, that was the last one. The, the, oh, the first was, one was that you already know. You think you already know. Think you already know. Then you're too afraid to be then you're honest. Too afraid to be honest. Yep. Right, because it's like that was the moon side my, part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like the I don't want to tell you about how messy some things are in my life. Yeah. And then you 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 miss out on realizing how messy other people's life is because yes. we all have a very similar story. Exactly. And then. Yeah, that was that was actually an interesting point that I liked that I wanted to talk about as I was listening to it about the idea of <laughs> I'm I'm a snowflake. No one else is like me. Like, well, when you really break it down, so many people have done probably exactly what you're about to walk through mm-hmm. that you think no one's ever done this. No one's ever Well, not specifically and particularly the way you're about to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna be different. I'm the exception. Yes. Yeah. And uh yeah, I, it goes back to, you talked a lot about it this week, was pride, about that's kind of a proud look at ourselves of how important we are and how we're so unique and special that no one can ever offer what we're going to offer, um, which is, you know, incorrect. But that's what I thought about. Yeah. So the idea that um, there's people that have done that, I know when I switched up to uh, different things, different seasons... Well, okay, for instance, one right now. I'm about to have a kid. (laughs) So many men have been there before. And I'm trying to think of how am I going to do this, but it's not first on my list, or it hasn't been so far, to just ask dads, how would I, how should I do this? Which I don't know what I'll get there when I have my kid do different things. And I'm like, I have no clue what you're doing. How am I supposed to do this? But also along those lines, which got back into, I was tying this whole thing in. First off, no one's going to know what they're doing or no one has gone through this like I have. That's not true. They are. To then finding people that want to speak into it. How many dads have I encountered already? They don't give me advice. The only advice they give me is, <laughs> you're not going to sleep. Thanks, guys. That's not advice. You're just telling me I'm not going to sleep. 
you have the opportunity right now because I'm talking to you to give me, hey man, you're about to be a dad. Can I give you one thing that maybe you haven't thought about as a or father? Or even before that. Yeah. Hey, I don't, um, this is maybe what you're going to experience or some hard lessons I learned with my wife. Yeah. Don't say this. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's funny. No one does they that. Don't. Yeah. No one. It's so weird. Yeah. I, I think I'm... Well, they do it. If they do, they do it in a like uh, a not intentional way. Of like where it's like, oh yeah, I'm just trying to figure this out. Oh yeah, man, I remember that too. And I remember we were living in an apartment. We we're trying to figure out if we had enough room for this. And yeah. it was like, you know, all this stuff was changing and she got me a book to read this. And then all of a sudden it turns into where I have an opportunity to ask, but they didn't necessarily offer up. Well, I wonder if it's almost like they're You're thinking... You're kind of actually poking if you're realizing right now that it's other people's fault. No, no, no. But I'm saying, tying it back to we're all snowflakes, I'm wondering if there's this attitude that we've adopted of... You're going to go on your own journey. Your kid's going to be your own. You're going to figure it you out. You live and you learn. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. yeah, that is true. I'm going to go figure it out on my own. But there's a lot of men that I respect in this church alone that could easily sit down and say, hey, I know you're going to be a dad. Do you want any advice? But none of them have really actually said that. Not that I'm calling them out. As Do you like think it's a humble mom. thing? Or maybe it's a subconscious of like, eh, Or just it's it not out. my place. And Maybe it's... it's a little bit of that. Yeah. Um. There have been maybe one or two guys that have actually said to me, which was in a weird way honoring because it did come from people that I didn't expect to say, hey, I'll, let me tell you, something coming up for you that you're not going to expect. And I thought, I did not expect that from you, but I am honored that you wanted to give me some wisdom. Yeah. I'm sure now I'm going to have like 100 guys come up to me and try to give me advice. And I'm going to get annoyed with it. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or they think that they just weren't good at it. Hmm. This goes back to a conversation that we had a while ago when we were having a financial conversation that I used as a, kind of the kickoff of my mom asking me, "Yeah, was what I would good? You, what should I have done differently? And I said, I wish you would have taught me about this. And the yeah. response was, well, we weren't good at it. Well, that's and even then I, yeah. I said, And then I said, anything would have been better. I mean, at least yeah. show me that. Teach me yeah. what's not good about it so I can learn from that at least. And it's the same thing. I think there's a lot of it out there that just says, um, I'm, I'm not good at this season. I haven't figured out yet how to, um, you know, do stuff with my, uh, my kid who's estranged. Yeah. I haven't figured out yet, you know, how to take care of this situation or, you know, not lose my marriage, whatever it may be. And so then we just won't share because we think it needs to be finished before we were in community to walk through it. And there's a ton of learning that comes yeah. through that. Yeah. You've already learned a big lesson. Let me know what you're learning so I don't have to make the same mistake. Or walk through it together. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, the things that we get to learn, I mean, it's even like this podcast. We're all learning together. Mostly Matt, our producer here, for the first time. Mm. He's never done a podcast before. Yeah. Are you going to start one at your school? Start interviewing different professors? <laughs> we actually have one at our school. Oh, see, you couldn't do it then. No, yeah, never it's mind. It's not original. No, we, hold on. You don't have a mic. We can't hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, stop. You're just, you're just mumbling in the background. Yeah, just, just sit there, okay? We need more coffee, Matt. Don't talk no, here. <laughs> <laughs> so back in on a, <clears throat> another note about this. If you're the person who's being asked, I think it's actually important to talk about that. You need to be safe. Yeah, you did. You did as you wrapped it up, you were talking about... <laughs> The joke that you made was, don't just go give people things now because you're like, well, I have things I need to say to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I specifically referenced the sometimes people need need to care about a friend more than a friendship. Yep, I love that line. But it's only when you invite it in. Like, you have to invite it in. Yeah. Or you have to be invited into it. But what's so important, let's say you're the person that's called upon and asked. Yeah. Like, you need to take that seriously. 
And, and that's what people need. And I think that's what people keep us, myself, you, and everyone else is in, included, sometimes from reaching out on a lifeline because you're not sure you can trust and feel safe with someone else, even if it's not this huge thing, you know, but it, like it is going to make me look bad. It goes to that whole like, uh, you know, asking for help feels ignorant. Yeah. And so therefore we just stay on the arrogant side. Yeah. I'm just going to figure it out or play it out or I'm just going to live in my own misery. And um, it's really important that we take the opportunity and the really the honor that's given to us. If you're asked by someone else to take that seriously, Let but not you. take it just as a, okay, well now I'm going to teach you. Yeah. But like the, wow, this is, this is a, a gift and opportunity that's, you know, besides humbling, go ahead. You're going to ask. Me yeah. Something. Do you, so do you feel like you've had trouble asking for help from people? Cause I didn't know you before a few years ago, but I feel like at this point in your life, you don't, I mean, you have the correct people in your life that you do ask, which is key. I, you feel like I don't what? I, I'm, I'm asking, do you feel like you have a problem asking for help? So the first few were like around, you don't ask for help because you're fearful. Uh, you don't want to be honest. Um, you think you know it all. But I don't, I don't feel that from you. So I'm wondering, was there a time when you, you felt like you needed to make a change? Yeah, I think there was part of it that, you know, especially when you're younger and it's not like I'm that old, but there's the, well, you got something to prove. Yeah, um, I get that. But no, I don't think I've ever struggled with it as much because I think that's just the natural leader part of me that wants to be a learner. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to, I, I ask a lot of questions. I don't make statements as much. I try not to, at least. Yeah. I mean, all my responses most of the time have to do with some sort of question and go from there. But I learned, um, it was hmm, seven years ago, um, I started doing a job that I was not trained in. I was walking into a season that I had never been through. I was unprepared for. And I asked yeah. someone. And they said, well, if you're real serious about this and you want resources and you want to learn, then come here and there's a group of people that will surround you and they'll help you out. So I took them up on it. And then I went and spent a couple days with this group of people and I was embarrassed because mm. there's a handful of people that like there was just an assumption in the room that you already know these things and this is common and you know, because you've been trained in this area and this is your job. Mm. Well, I was in the beginning. And so I tried to hang with it and I was really fortunate because a few people noticed that I was trying and didn't know vernacular wasn't in the good boys club. didn't understand these things, yeah. but just cared and was passionate about people and figuring this out and walked out and said, you're going to do fine. You're going to do great. Um, if you ever need anything, let me know. I'll even give you my administrative assistant for free, you know, for things I can help you mm -hmm. out. I'll send you whatever you need. And it wasn't even that it was like, Oh gosh, I'm going to take you up on everything. We're going to start talking every day. Yeah. We actually, only talked maybe once a quarter and it was when specifically I had an ask, Hey, this situation, but just knowing that I had that there and someone making me suddenly feel safe when I didn't feel safe, because that's really difficult when you ask you're vulnerable and there's an opportunity. And so it's what's other people going to do with it. Yeah. So I've tried to emulate the same sort of thing, but I've also just gotten rid of, I think a bunch of the pride of, I can say, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, I don't know. And I don't always say, I don't know. I'm captain wing it to a degree. 
<laughs> but um, take it till you the, make it. Well, the posture of learning, yeah. just being a learner and a learner of people and things and yourself and um, and and being willing to call other people. Well, you're the expert. Give me some advice. And no, 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 no. Well, I mean, just you're you're running the show. Yeah. You tell me what's going on, and yeah. I'll, I'll follow and ask questions. Yeah, I, as you were Does talking that about that, yeah, hundred percent generalities there. But. No, as you were talking about it, I was thinking too that as well, and I think that's just kind of our environment here for the most part. I think I could probably say that about every person that we work with. You know, we're all trying to be learners and get better, so we ask a lot of questions. But I, I was trying to think back. Well, you don't want to do it so much to the degree that you just look incompetent. Exactly. All the time. No, totally. You have to be confident in your abilities and why you are there doing what you're doing. But every day, well, maybe not every day, but you should be encountering quite often situations where you don't have the answers to do what you're doing. If not, you're really not trying new things or growing or trying to stretch yourself. If you're just doing the same thing, yeah, you probably don't need to ask questions. Well, and that's, yeah, we all are surrounded by a crazy amount of resources mm-hmm. in people. Well, that was your point about the information doubling so much yeah, faster. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm specifically talking about people yeah. where we're like, oh, I'll just read about it and figure it out. Well, the person sitting next to you. <laughs> Has already done a lot of that stuff and then experienced what works in that specific culture or that area of life or season of life that you're getting ready to go into or knows someone else who has and says, oh, man, I need to connect you with this person. I will say, so this is embarrassing on me, but Love should it. be encouraging to other people. <laughs> Bring this it. is also an apology to you. Uh, <laughs> yes. There's this. There's this. This tendency, you addressed it too. There's this tendency, like, I don't need to ask people because I can read it, I can listen to it in a podcast. And that's very big in church right now, I think, especially with younger generations. That's why a lot of younger people don't even feel the need to go to church because I can get all that stuff, listen to my worship in my car, listen to my podcast. So there's the pastors that I really like to listen to, the authors that I really like to read. And as I'm learning this stuff, I I remember it was probably about, it maybe wasn't even a year ago uh, that I'm like studying this whole thing. And we're talking about stuff, but I'm already four books deep into this, and I'm a hundred hours of podcasts into this, and I'm really passionate about this. You're and, an expert. Well, not that I'm an expert. Unequivocally understand this. <laughs> no, no, that's not my point. I didn't feel like I was an expert, but I felt like no one else around me has ever thought about it before. So I'm learning it, and I'm excited about learning it. And then I remember sitting in with you, and when the conversation flowed into something where I could now bring up the thing that I've already thought I'm learning on my own. It was like, Oh yeah. Do you want me to give you some more stuff that you could also read on that to where I realized, Oh man, you're so much, you have already thought about this. Why would I not think to even ask the person next to me who already has thought about it? You've done longer ministry than me. Of course you've thought about these. I'm not the first one in Benicia, California to think about this idea of the Christian faith. Why would I need to search for a guy in Portland and a guy in New York and a guy in Australia not that that's bad. I no, still need to listen good. to him. But also, why don't you also just go ask your neighbor, who probably has thought about it too. Yeah. In this situation, it was down the hall. And I was like, dang it, he knows it too. But that was cool, because it actually encouraged me to listen and read more, because a conversation, I'm a verbal processor, the conversation opened it up to where new ideas were brought forth, and that's the best part about the community, as opposed to researching it. That's a one-sided thing, and you're taking their opinions. Whereas in community, when you open it up, you get to break things down, and you get to challenge each other, and they get to push back on, well, hold on, do you really believe what that one person said about this one thing? No, think about it this way. Open up your mind, yeah. and you learn more, and you can go further that way. Yeah. That's the value of the community. Yeah. So I'm sorry for not thinking you were smart enough to have gone there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. 
Um, well, even just in normal life stuff, on the specific point of we're just too afraid to be honest. I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to like relationships, yeah. I mean, we really struggle with that. We're afraid to say like, and you can say it in safe ways. Hey, so and so, you you look like you have a great marriage. How? Yeah. What do you do to keep it fresh? And then they get to go. Actually, it's really tough, and it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. And these are some things that we've learned and we've done. And then you're like, oh, this is so good. Give me more of that. Right. Well, you can, it's the fear of saying, I don't want you to know that me and my wife fight this way. I don't want you to know the struggle that we're having because then you're going to think less of us. Or yeah. Gonna... Or I don't want to get married for a fourth time. Yeah. Whereas if you just said, hey, this is what I'm going through and I respect your marriage. For It's also on the person too because there is that. Or we're in a blended family and yeah. we just have to figure it out because there's nobody else in there that's ever had to deal with a stepkid and then uh, well, their own that, kid and incorporating and trying to figure it out. Instagram problem of I want my life to look good, so I, I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm only going to put the best pictures up there. I'm only going to tell you the good stories. This is why I actually agree they should get rid of the viewing of likes. <laughs> Do you hear about that? Then what's the point of likes? The point is that you're just celebrating and being in community, but you're uh, not comparing yourself against other. You get to see them personally, but it's not public. It's not visually oh, public. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because there's so much anxiety and stuff attached to it. Now, who's going to ruin that is all the people who are making money off of it. Mm, yeah, you're right. But I, I actually love that because it gets back to the originality of these things of there's not fakeness to it. It's just like, let's be in community and share the raw and honest. You know, I don't mm -hmm. always eat at a five-star restaurant. You don't? <laughs> no. I, that was just the comment to all the food pictures. <laughs> there the is food, a lot. The food, the millennials are the foodies of the future. So good, man. There's great food out there. So weird. What? How can you not appreciate good food? I do, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I was about to say, we talk about food all the time, about like good food. You know good food. Yeah. We talk about I cooking. good food. Yeah. For sure. But that's the responsibility on the person being asked to, to if you get asked to be honest, which you already addressed, like right. asking the expert, he said, no, I'm not the expert. Don't worry about that. Well, no, if I came to you for advice. Well, that was a, the thing that the we privilege. didn't talk about this weekend. It was all about you figuring out how to ask. Yeah. But when you are asked, there's weighty responsibility to that. Yeah. And I think you should see it as an honor. Yeah. And, um, and also see it as an honor to a, like a responsibility. Yeah. Like sometimes there's times that you'll say no or I don't know, or point them or redirect, but there's times that you need to like be like, wow, you've, you've invited me into something serious. Yeah. And some of that's like mentor stuff. Cause there's harder things that go on. So yeah. some of you find a mentor relationship or, I kept or going back to what you said a couple weeks ago when you got to that part, that's the third point about uh, finding people. I kept going back to that line you used, uh, do important things and you'll meet important people. Yeah. That was such a good line. And, uh, yeah, well, I used it on you this week. What you used it, it on me I'm this week. I remember what it was. I remember what it was, oh. but, uh, yeah. I, oh, I do too. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing we, cause how many times even, you know, how many times have I come to you to say, man, I'm so jealous of your network. How do I get a network like this? How do I meet people that can mentor me? How do I meet people who can do this? And it's like, Take your job seriously. Do important things. Try to do what you know God's called you to do, and people are going to come around you. And yeah. it's so true. Yeah. But man, we needed to hear that again this week. You should have used it again this week and Sunday. We need to hear it every week. <laughs> <laughs> You're important, John. Thanks, man. That's really what I wanted to hear you say. <laughs> there you go. Let that be proof, all of you out there. I've been called important. Yeah. Mom. That's actually the thing that I have to work on is um, verbal encouragement. 
that I still go back to when Megan said it in her message a couple weeks ago. When I mean, we it's nothing new, but encouragement. You get to encourage somebody through an encouragement. And I there's been multiple times lately that I've been with people that the thought pops in my head, you should encourage them, like give them courage. Encourage them in something good. Don't just say, oh, you're so funny. But to actually encourage them and say, you know, have you ever thought about that you could do this? It's God's the I see in you. Exactly. Part, yeah. And I've, there's been multiple times, even the last few weeks, where I'm with somebody in a one-on-one situation and I feel that urge, you should encourage them. You should say something to encourage them and, and call something out of them. Yeah. And I keep going back to that. Like, man, what an honor when someone comes to you asking for advice, you get the opportunity to do that to somebody. That's beautiful. Yeah. Or you get to say, do you really want to hear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to be honest? I go ask people. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought you were going to encourage me. Don't give me that. Yeah. <laughs> it's either, it's either going to go two ways. They're going to You say, really want to oh, know what your blind spot is? Because we've so, all been talking about it for I'm weeks. I'm so glad you want me to encourage you. Or yeah. do you really want me to be honest with you? Yeah. <laughs> we saw this coming. Now huh? finally you asked Train me. Train wreck. Okay, good. I got some things I need to say. <laughs> Oh, yes. Funny. Oh, um, funny. Let me see. What else did I think about? I wrote some stuff down. Oh, you yeah. haven't you haven't you haven't looked at your notes? I know. I've been going freehand right now. Oh. You know, it. <clears throat> no, hold on. I don't want to say that. We've we've tackled a lot of. Though. We've touched we, yeah. a lot of it. Uh, that's the problem with these simple messages. You got to watch them multiple times because there's good stuff in them. But at a first glance, you're like, oh, community, got it. But then when you go back and you and you kind of really pick apart your own life through that lens it you you have some things to think about friends go back go back and watch the message it's up on youtube Ooh, yeah yeah i just was trying to think through my own life honestly of we we kind of already touched it but the question that i wrote is like why why are people why are we so afraid to be honest and ask people and this is in the lens of people that we know care about us like our friends but why are we still so uneasy asking for advice and i don't think that i have a problem with that either at this point in my life maybe that is a blind spot of mine but i think about some of my friends that are just so honest about everything to the point where you're like man you don't even know that guy that well maybe you shouldn't be that honest with that person right but it's kind of beautiful in a sense that there's you know i don't want to have a dark side i don't think that's good that we have that dark side i want to shed light on as much as i can i have to tell you personally i've gotten frustrated with some friends that i'm like why is nothing ever wrong with you? Hmm. Like, I feel like Are I'm... Are you not... looking at me right now? No. <laughs> <clears throat> no, there's times where I feel like, gosh, I'm I'm tired of being the one that's crying or going through something difficult in front of you. Yeah. And getting feedback to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep getting feedback from you because, like, I don't... You don't ever... You... I'm, I'm never getting it back from your side. That's a really good thing to think about. You're never like how how long but is I mean, someone going to come honest, to you? But I'm being honest. I specifically yeah. have said to some people of like, when are you going to go through something? Because I feel like I'm on my own. Yeah. Now I'm starting to feel like I'm just a loser all the time. <laughs> you are I'm being one honest. pathetic loser. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. I'm like, I I want to I want to play a part in your life and helping too. Are you just keeping it all secret? You just feel yeah. like you're going to be my my person all the time, or what? Or my cupbearer? And then. You know, there's the the life there that happens. Like, it's not that I need to see you fail, but good Lord. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, then it's not community at that point. Then it becomes something that's it's it's separate. still there. And, and probably some of it's just nominal and stuff. And then, you you know, in our lives, everything's more dramatic to us. Yeah. 
It's true. And what we're going through with the, the storm mm-hmm. we're in or that season that we're in. And, you know, so yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something that uh, I for myself have, have noticed more lately of, do I just feel like I'm always the one in this posture of learning and trying to ask? And when it comes really down to it, almost like, am I able to reciprocate? Yeah. Am I like returning the favor when they need something? And I know life isn't always roses. Well, then the insecurity comes in. Did I share too much? Do they don't, res- maybe they don't respect me to ask me and open up about this. Cause they've yeah, seen too like, much of the ugliness. That guy's a mess. He cannot handle my crap too. Well, I'm going to go to someone else. <laughs> yeah. He's got enough to carry on his own. <laughs> well, what would you think one thing that we could do this week? Like a practical thing, whether it's, I already told you, go find somebody and ask him. Huh? Okay. Maybe another one. This is deeper. These are our, these are devoted people who can probably handle more than one next step. Okay. Go ahead and keep going asking a question. I would think. No, no, you already know. You already know. I don't need to ask you for advice. <laughs> What's something? So, like you said, you talked about um, uh, the people. Uh, you might even out be able to wisdom. get. You might even be able to get answers if you just found somebody that you felt like it was somewhat safe, that you, that wouldn't just give you a cliche answer, but would ask you tough questions. You might you might get a lot out of just saying like, "Hey, you see some blind spots in my life." Yeah. Because well, yeah, out of I'm that speaking. will come the whole the whole thing of like, yeah, you don't ever ask for help or you just think you know it all or you already think you know what everybody else is saying or you don't put on a face or you don't share this or yeah. you don't respond well in this situation or you think you're the only one with these problems, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like we kind of broke down in the podcast today that was different from the message was, you know, instead of going out and asking for the help, kind of saying, look, where do I need to, I need advice to saying, how do you be the person that can find that advice so yeah looking for blind spots i feel like a lot of us want to be respected i think that's a pretty generic condition for humanity we want to be respected we want people to want advice from us for the most part so how do you get to be the person that people look up to and relationally you invite yourself into stuff but but it's scary i do that all the time with people i invite myself into stuff all the time and then half the time it's um i don't want to give you unsolicited advice but can i say something or give you something and then if someone gives you a yeah then walk into it but Mm. i also look for opportunities because i feel that responsibility of i want what's best for you and i'm seeing you if i have tools on my tool belt and i'm watching you and you're trying to build something or fix something and i'm just like oh yeah i know exactly what tool you could potentially use and i'm just not willing to share it come on yeah like that's not cool yeah for sure so if i'm seeing you go man, I'm really struggling with this or trying to figure this out. Why would, and you've shared that with me, not necessarily asking me, why wouldn't I invite myself into an opportunity to have that conversation Hmm. and share like the little piece of like, oh yeah, no, I know exactly that thing. I mean, we've talked about some of that stuff before. I mean, there's long meetings and conversations I've seen because I'm just like, I I have a tool that might actually be helpful for you. Um, it may not, but I'm, I should at least give it to you and then yeah. you're going to do with it what you want. I shouldn't keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, can you think of a time when you've done that? Where I've looked at people and said, Hey, maybe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's asking permission. Uh, I mean, I, I said that like, Oh, I'm doing that all the time. No, <laughs> not all the time, but there's definitely been times where my friends are, they didn't understand that I went through that with them. And that was because 
this sounds really arrogant. There's been situations where people have had a higher view of me than was actually real. So when they went through something... That's like that with everyone, though. Yeah. So when they went through something, it was like, hey, it's actually not that I'm putting myself on you saying, like, let me get you out of this hole. It's actually me stepping down to there. Like, it was more empathy than sympathy saying, hey, I know what you're going through right now. Can I share a little bit of my story with you so you understand? I know exactly what you're going through. Because they didn't want to come to me for advice or for help because they're like, oh, you've never gone through this. Yeah. But they also didn't Your ask life's me. life's perfect. Yeah. So then I remember very vividly one you situation. Say, you haven't seen the dark side of the moon. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, it was really freeing. It made the friendship a lot deeper too because they're like, oh, I did not know that you're a real person. You're not just a guy who works at a church. Right. So, no, absolutely. You got daddy issues too. <laughs> What Don't up, Dad? We all? Don't we all? What up, Pops? Papa! Papa John! <laughs> this weekend, we're finishing up our Now What series. Mm-hmm. And then we really ask the question, Now What? What's after this? Yeah. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue. What are those even for, segues? <laughs> to move into the next thing. Oh, no. I'm talking about that little like, vehicle. Oh, scene. like the actual vehicle. They don't Not make the... sense. No one yeah. ever is going to buy... Who here? I want to. Has any of you ever thought about like, man, I gotta save up money to buy a Segway? It's not just the Segway. Think about the one that's just the hoverboard. That's the just the the, the Segway without wheel. the handles. Yeah. Who I know people that buy them, and it's like, why are you buying these things? I've Matt, never you're young. Those. Our producer Matt, you bought one, haven't you? He wants one. I know. A f- you've bought a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> so we're, we're finishing up our series this week. It's yep. baptism weekend. Yeah, and communion. And communion. It's a great weekend. If you if you uh, weren't planning on being there because it's the first Sunday of June, just change your mind. It's baptism. That's right. There's, well, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, graduations. Mm. And... Yeah, make every effort to be with us because baptisms are always fun weekends. How many do we have? Ten. As of right now, yeah, about ten. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, possibly ten. It depends on if two of the kids or just one of the kids wants awesome. to get baptized. I love it. Yeah, we're filming right now. All the good stuff. Great transformation stories for baptism. We filmed one last night, and uh, it was really beautiful. I'm excited for people to hear it. And then we also have our our members, members meeting. meeting. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can come. You don't have to be a member. That's right. Yeah. And that's going to be fun because we also, we just talked about, we have, uh, we're going to hear some celebration stories from the staff, from different ministries of what God's doing and everything that we do at Northgate, which yeah. is awesome. Yep. So you're going to want to hear that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, summer's here. We kick off the summer on June 2nd with everything we could do. I know, right? <laughs> Might as well have Summerama happen on June 2nd too. Nope. That's in July. <laughs> Keep it there. So good. Hey, friends. Thanks for being with us today. Hope some of this stuff was helpful for you. Love you. Love you. We'll see you next week. Peace.